this is Jerry Sags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter too, at VOC Nation. VOC Nation Radio Network, voice of choice Bruce Wirt, Brady Hicks, and Papa Stroh all together for a very special reason. We lost a very special person on October the 28th, 2020. Tracy Smothers left this earth onto a better place. And one of the final interviews that Tracy Smothers did at all, uh, any podcast interview was with In the Room, which is uh, here on VOC Nation every Tuesday night live. It's one of the few shows you can interact with and call into live at 9 o'clock Eastern time with Brady Hicks and Papa Stroh and the rest of the cast. But that was one of Tracy Smothers' final appearances. Uh, He was feeling good at the time, and then, unfortunately, things declined, and he left us on the 28th. And uh, just wanted to bring everybody together and uh, especially Brady, you and and Stro, because you worked with Tracy so so much over the years, and uh, reflect on his passing, and then we're going to play that interview at the end of the show. Hey, uh, tremendous! I um I was looking back on Tracy, and uh, it, it's so hard to believe because um, unlike a lot of wrestlers, when they die, it's like nobody had anything bad to say about him. You know, he was he was always just like such a positive force for people and, and Stro, I mean you even said it I think during that interview at some point like you mentioned it that like everybody loves Tracy Smothers uh, you couldn't find one person that really had anything bad to say about the guy oh absolutely I mean he definitely gave a lot more than he received uh in in my estimation you know with the business <laughs> I mean he, he loved uh pro wrestling so much and he, he just liked to see people do well in the industry and uh he really reached out uh to quite a few of us when he really didn't have to so uh i mean he was he was what you see what you saw with tracy is what you got more or less uh very genuine which is very rare in you know this industry so did you know this come up sorry. together stro sorry brady it's, it, no, it's even it's even terrible you're on fine. video stepping on each other's <laughs> Did you guys come up together, Stro? Uh, well, uh, I, I first met Tracy uh, through my time at Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Uh, matter of fact, uh, he was one of the ones that reached out to help me out, along with uh, Rock and Roll Express, uh, 
Tim Horner, uh, Jim Cornette, and a few others in, in the company. And, and Tracy was uh, a big advocate for me uh, with the company. And uh, I mean, we had some great matches. And he wanted to showcase to the company what all I could do because and he knew my your wrestling background and everything. And uh, he wanted to, you know, put that at the forefront. So, you know, he not only did that with Smoky Mountain Wrestling, but uh, he was a big advocate for me with the, my time in Memphis with USWA and uh, different places. We, you know, we were on uh, cards together and um, he was just a, a genuine great guy and always was there for advice and uh, always wanted to help make yourself uh, even better in, in the ring and in and out of the ring, more or less. So, uh, I mean, he was always... Uh, very much the go-to guy for advice and uh, to uh, to learn from. It's um it, it, it's interesting, Stro, and um, you know, you talk about what a mentor he was for you, especially kind of coming up in the business and and such a selfless guy. Um, it's interesting to me from my perspective as somebody who who texted him in the middle of the pandemic asking him. Uh, you know, to do the interview and, and at the time, not even realizing that he was suffering from terminal cancer and uh, over our, the course of our discussion, getting ready for the show, uh, never once mentioned to me that he was sick. Uh, honestly, you wouldn't even know that there was a pandemic going on just based on our discussions. He was so focused on just helping us and, and uh, in particular VOC Nation, you know, he used to talk about how cool it was, you know, what we were doing, what we were kind of putting together with the network and stuff like that. Stro, has that been your experience with Tracy, basically, that he's always the kind of guy that, uh, you know, he's always putting everybody before himself, almost to a detriment? Oh, absolutely. Uh, he helps so many of us in the industry. I know when, during my time with Smoky Mountain Wrestling, uh, he really reached out and helped uh, Chris Candido, myself, and Bobby Blaze, and quite a few others in the, in the industry during that time. And, uh, I mean, he, he was always... You always been that way ever since. Uh, always uh, the guy to go to to talk to. Uh, always down to earth. Always genuine. Uh, no matter where you're at in the industry, when you meet up with him, um, he's always just always stayed the same, no matter what. And which is you know rare, especially with this business, to have such a genuality with an individual. But uh, he was such a great guy. And I, I remember a funny story one time uh, in one of our matches together. Um, <laughs> there was somebody I forget it was somebody in the crowd that really made him upset and <laughs> to the point where he was like going to go after him right and I I literally had to hook him hook him and tie him up <laughs> during the match to hold him at bay because I was afraid if I'd let go he was going to go after the guy right <laughs> and then, then after the match I, I went over to the dude I said guy, dude I just saved your life <laughs> it was crazy what's going to get you you know and and Tracy comes back in the locker room and he thanks me. He's like, Robbie, Robbie, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for holding me down, man. I was so mad at that guy. I didn't want to do it myself. But yeah. <laughs> so he, he thanked me for doing that because, you know, he probably would have got in trouble that night. But it, but what you saw, I, I mentioned earlier, is what you got with Tracy. Tracy was just um, definitely one of a kind and probably one of the nicest individuals I've, I've met in the business hands down. And, and one of the toughest, too, I, I didn't realize this until I kind of started talking with people about Tracy. Uh, Bruce, did you know, for example, Tracy Smothers, he made a name for himself wrestling bears. 
Yeah, I but saw he, that. I saw, <laughs> not yes. something that I would want to do. I, I no. don't want to wrestle my uh, Shih Tzu Maltese. No, absolutely not. I'm all scratched up from wrestling a cat last weekend. It's, oh, uh, that, boy. Not, they don't work with you well, that's for sure. Uh, but he documents it in his book. Uh, you can actually find it on Amazon. It's called If You Don't Buy This Book, Everybody dies. And uh, it's it's a funny title. You know, it's kind of humorous. And I remember even doing the interview, he was kind of joking around about it. But, you know, just such a it, it always struck me as such like a like a dichotomy because it's like, you know, tough exterior, really, really tender, soft interior, you know, yeah. and, and I know a lot of wrestlers are known for that. Uh, but just Terry, again, you know, um, as tough as he was, you aren't going to get a bad word about him. Two, um, two things that I wanted to ask you guys. The first one is about the gimmick and the flag. You know, that the flag is, um, you know, controversial. That's uh, an understatement. And, you know, he came to the ring as a wild-eyed Southern boy with the, <laughs> the, the rebel flag. Um, it certainly wouldn't have worked today. And... I guess this is more to Stroh because you knew Tracy uh, personally, but, you know, uh, it doesn't strike me that he was a, a racist person, right? I think that flag was just part of his heritage being from the South. Oh yeah. Uh, no more than the Freebirds use right. of it back during their time. Uh, it was just a representation of where they're, they're from more or less, you know, because uh, Tracy was from the South and he, you know, he really respected his Southern heritage and wanted to bring that to the forefront with his wrestling. It's just like the old adage goes that the best personas and gimmicks of the industry are one's extension of oneself, right. more or less. And uh, what you, like I mentioned earlier, what you saw is what you got with Tracy. I mean, uh, he was uh, Tracy Smothers uh, in and out of the ring and uh, just, uh, just a genuine great guy. I, <laughs> I mentioned earlier how tough uh, Tracy was. He, there were a lot of times before the matches he would be, he'd be like shadow boxing in a corner somewhere, right? And uh, he would come up to me and he's like, Robbie, it's a battle, Robbie. It's a battle. Life's a battle, right? <laughs> so, but yeah, it was pretty much his, um, you know, just being genuine and, and showing his uh, Southern heritage at the time, you know, with, with uh, the Southern flag and everything, so... Which, uh, you know, times have changed drastically since then. So, I mean. <laughs> of course, that gimmick uh, certainly wouldn't have worked uh, today. And, um, you know, I, I just, it, it was, it spoke to me that you saw, I mean, that was part of his gimmick for such a long time. And then you've never heard anybody come out and say anything, um, you know, about him being a racist or anything like that. So I wanted to just cover that. And um, anybody that's listening that, even thought that I wanted to maybe squash that uh, from somebody that, that knew him personally. The other thing is, and, and this is to either one of you, you know, he was in the WWE WWF for a little bit of time as Freddie Joe Floyd. And I've heard different people speak on this uh, on different shows about Freddie Joe Floyd being uh, almost a rib on Gerald Briscoe. And I want to ask you, did that take away from his legacy at all? You know, he, he kind of built this name as Tracy Smothers and, you know, wrestled in a bunch of territories and made a name for himself. And then they turned him into a joke uh, and a rib in his short stint up in New York. 
Um, did that take away from his legacy at all? I asked Brady since you're the uh, yeah, yeah. illustrated reporter. No, I mean, uh, listen, I don't think it took away from Tracy Smothers' legacy at all. I look at it like the guy got a chance to make some money, and uh, he certainly took it, you know, and he, he was there, I guess, for about a year. And I, I don't remember the circumstances that led to him leaving the company, but it, it is all kind of documented in this interview that you guys are going to listen to as well. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I listen, I think that the audience that he was exposed to in WWE and, and probably a little bit in WCW, I, I don't know that that was really his core wrestling audience, his community. It, it, it exposed him to new people. If anything, it probably helped his legacy a little bit. Uh, just because people can look back on a body of work uh, with WWE. Uh, the other thing is ECW. Uh, he was a huge part of uh, the full-blooded Italians there. They, they were doing a comedy yeah. thing, basically. You right. know, he's a, he, he's no more Italian than uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, any of the others, honestly. Now, uh, and just just the um, the opportunity to. Um, I'm trying to think of how to say it. like the opportunity to, uh, to, to build up people around him, you know, people who otherwise maybe wouldn't have gotten the rub from Tracy Smothers in ECW and WWE, wherever the case may be. Um, yeah, no, I think he did nothing but enhance his legacy. Yeah. Stro, uh, is that something and you being on the inside of the business and I mean, you've had different gimmicks over the years. You, you did gorgeous George a lot in the Indies. Um, was that is that tough to go like when you went to WCW and they remade you as the maestro is that tough to do to have a a gimmick your entire life and work so hard to to get to the show with that gimmick and then they they turn you into something that i mean could be a comedy act like like what uh what Freddie Joe Floyd was is that is that hard to deal with well true talent always uh comes to the surface no matter what situation you're put in i mean look at dusty rose for example they put him in polka dots <laughs> and you still got over with vince and you have um you know you mentioned pretty pretty uh, floyd with uh, tracy smothers and look at teal hopper uh tony yeah. Dirty White yeah. Boy, yeah. and uh and like red, red rooster with terry taylor and all that i mean but the thing is if you got the talent you can get anything over I mean, and people will see through that because, uh, you know, wrestling fans that really are avid and passionate about the business, they see through that and they see good talent when they see it. So no matter what they put at you or give you, you know, you make omelet out of legs, more or less. What's your what's your best Tracy Smothers memory, Stro? Uh, you personally uh, in dealing with him, what's your favorite memory? And then Brady, I guess you professionally, uh, what's your your favorite memory of Tracy Smothers? I'll ask Stro first. Yeah, absolutely. Well, going back to um, Tracy Smothers and Dirty White Boy, I, I really enjoyed the feud they had and smoking out in wrestling. I mean, you had your classic babyface heel dynamic with Tracy and uh, Dirty White Boy, and, and then the chemistry just worked during that time with Smoking Mountain Wrestling, and they were probably one of the top views of that of during the time for that territory. And, and I'll never forget uh, the great matches that both those guys had together. It was, it was the chemistry was just uh, off the charts. Like no matter what town I was at on what card we're on together, uh, that match really drew big 
no matter where we went. So awesome. Brady? I've, uh, I, I, I've kind of got two. Uh, I hope that's okay. I hope I'm not cheating there. I, um, for one, I, I believe it was in 2015 or 2016, the first time that Tracy Smothers came on VOC Nation when we interviewed him. Um, I remember talking to him. And at the time, we were really kind of fixated on numbers and we got to get numbers. And like, I, I think it was before I kind of like had the realization that if we have fun, that the numbers will kind of follow us there. Right. You know what I mean? So I was kind of talking with Tracy about numbers. And I remember him telling me that the numbers don't matter so much, that if he just reaches one person with his message, for example, then he considers it a very successful interview. And that really struck me as somebody who's kind of been everywhere and kind of done everything. Uh, that This podcast, no matter how small it was, wasn't really about numbers for him. It wasn't about who he was reaching. It was more about getting himself out there that little bit more. And I thought that was really cool of him to say. And, uh, you know, just, just been such a tremendous help to VOC Nation over the years. Uh, the other thing that I remember is going to an independent show. I'm going to guess in like 2010 or 2011 and uh, watching him jaw jack in the crowd with uh, with our very own Rat Boy, who I didn't even know who he was at the time. Uh, but, but just seeing Rat Boy in the front row screaming at him and and, and Tracy Smothers, it was just it was just amazing just kind of watching the reactions that he got from a lot of the fans. You know, I, I just 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 sitting in the back of that crowd and just kind of taking that in will always be something that I'll remember. For you to say our very own rat boy, I, I don't know, know how I, I feel know. about that. <laughs> yeah, well, we for, adopted him. For me, and and again, gimmick aside, but you know, I'm such a fan of uh, the '80s and the '90s, and you know, my memories of Tracy Smothers was on those old Clash of Champions um, shows back in the late '80s, early '90s. You know, I think I remember. Um, the wild-eyed southern boys uh, wrestling the Freebirds and doom and you know that's just to me that's when wrestling was you know real and it made sense and that was uh, that was just um, that's where my memories are I feel like the Freddie Joe Floyd era was when I was checked out I had I wanted nothing to do with wrestling <laughs> during that that TL Hopper the goon Alex, the pug Porto, you know, that was like the worst time other than now it was the worst time in, <laughs> in pro wrestling, but um, you know, just final thoughts, final uh, anything, any other memories that stick out that, that we should talk about. I mean, what a fight he fought cancer for quite a while. Uh, I believe it was lymphoma and, you know, we, we thought that he beat it. And even when he came on the show with you guys and everybody will hear this, we thought that he was over it. And then, I mean, yeah. just like, like many cancers do, they just kind of creep back up and then all of a sudden it's everywhere. And, um, and it's an unfortunate situation, but that my, my final, uh, you know, I guess thought or memory of him was that he's just, he's a fighter and, you know, Stroh said he wanted to fight that, that fan that was giving him a hard time. But <laughs> if you really think about um, the, uh, the metaphor there, he was a fighter down to his core. I, I mean, for me, and then I'll kick it to Stroh, obviously, because he would have the best impression of him. Um, for me, uh, he struck me as a, as a deeply faithful man, you know, uh, a guy who died, uh, and I, I, you know, I was reading his wife's post uh, when he died. Um, they died holding hands, praying, him looking into her eyes. Wow. It's like the saddest thing you could even think about, you know. 
And uh, he, he kept a good humor about it to the end. Uh, the day before he died, he put up a post talking about all these horrible things that they're doing to him in the hospital. And he's like, other than that, it's just another wacky Wednesday here for me. <laughs> Keep praying, guys, or something like that. You know, and it was just like, you know, he kept his humor. He kept his faith. And uh, he kept his dignity through the entire thing, uh, which is more than a lot of people, I think, could say. Amen. So, uh, what a strong man. Uh, Stro, any final thoughts on uh, Tracy Smothers? I-, I remember the last time I saw Tracy was at WrestleCade, and uh, we were sitting together watching uh, Great Muda wrestle George South, right? And, uh, and we were uh, showing it. You know, he had like a Pittsburgh Steelers uh, hoodie on, right? And uh, I had I had a I showed him my Pittsburgh Steelers wallet because I have a wallet with Pittsburgh Steelers emblem on it, and uh, we're you know we're talking about football, about wrestling, and uh, uh, after watching uh, uh, Muda and George South, uh, we looked at each other. I said, and uh, he traces notes of it. Hey man, I, I guess we better go get ready because they're gonna need us after this match. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd, you know, I mean, to come back after intermission and uh, joking, laughing about that. So, uh, but even in, even um, during that time uh, together and what he was going through, uh, he was still upbeat, happy-go-lucky, and uh, I mean, just he always, like I said, he's always stayed the same guy, and he, um, and I, I can't thank him enough all the help he's done for me and, and many in the business and he always remember as one of the greatest people in our industry amen to that as well september 2nd 1962 to october 28th 2020 tracy smothers left us way too soon the young age of 58 years old and again you're going to hear one of the last interviews that he did right here on voc nation in the room which is again heard every Tuesday night live, vocnation.com, uh, Brady Hicks and his crew. Uh, also, uh, Stro, you host a show on Thursdays, also takes callers. Um, Ken and I, I, I do wrestling with history with Ken Resnick. Um, we drop on Wednesdays, podcast only. And uh, we got tired of um, the VOC Nation callers. Uh, just, you know, didn't want to hear their life stories. I felt like the show became more about them than it was about... Right. Ken career. I mean, I, I got to hear about their life and who they met and all the stuff I didn't care about. But um, Stro, <laughs> you do humor those callers and you do it on Thursdays, right? Yes, uh, WCW Retro every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I have occasional guests every now and then and uh, every now and then I have topics to talk about like this, uh, this past uh, well yesterday, we t- last night we talked about uh, the greatest tag teams in wrestling history that sort of thing. So uh, it's always a good time. Yeah. And, and I think um, Stroh's got a very loyal following. You can visit the Stroh.com for all of the, uh, the happenings with Stroh, but one of the nicest guys I've ever met in wrestling and um, you know, just a, a, a pure person. So follow, follow Stroh on Twitter. It's uh, it's at the Stroh, right? Or Papa Stroh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah at, at the Stroh. Yeah. T H E S Stroh. 
the Stro, the Stro. Yeah. And, <laughs> and WCW Retro, you know, everybody remembers uh, Stro from uh, the last couple of years of WCW as the maestro, but WCW Retro has has had some great guests outside of um, of just that WCW time. He's had Judy Martin, and then, of course, uh, the most famous WCW champion of all time, David Arquette, <laughs> joined Stro yeah. a little bit ago, so check that out. Uh, hopefully you love all the great things we're doing at VOC Nation. You have Shelly Martinez uh, on on Wednesdays as well. Shelly, um, well, the thing I love about Shelly is she's always candid, transparent, and emotional. So you can kind of take her emotional journey through the wrestling world. This week she talked a lot about Dave Meltzer. Um, and, and I feel like we lost uh, we lost a bunch of listeners because the, the Meltzerites that are out there, um, you know, really sucking up to Dave uh, lashed out at us for uh, what Shelly said, comparing Dave to Perez Hilton. Um, and, and I, Perez liked it. I, po- I posted this and I said, listen, our hosts do not reflect the opinions of the leadership of VOC nation. We give everybody a platform and they say what's on their mind. And I do love that about Shelly and hopefully it didn't offend uncle Dave too much. Uh, if it wasn't for uncle Dave, probably a lot of us wouldn't be here doing what, what we're doing today. So, uh, God bless you, Dave Meltzer as well. And then sassy Steffi, uh, she's, um, she's the newest member of our roster. She's got a lot of great, great stuff uh wrestlers entertainment she had the uh, brian o'halloran from clerks on recently check out her stuff and i couldn't i couldn't leave without uh, mentioning west briscoe uh the i talked about jerry briscoe <laughs> with the freddie joe floyd character yeah. but west briscoe joins us he uh he records when he wants to so he drops uh look for him late week every week I, 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 I've been uploading those on Sundays when he gets them to me. Just, Sundays. Uh, just to spread it go. out a little bit. But uh, yeah, I also wanted to mention you talked about talking sass with Sassy Stephanie. Uh, this week she actually had on Izzy, the Bailey superfan from NXT. Uh, tremendous oh, awesome. get. 13 year old, and she's training to be a wrestler. And apparently she's tougher than everybody not named Tracy Smothers. So everybody should check that out as well. <laughs> nice. Nice. Real, real quick, just uh, before we exit and, and go to a break and come back with the Tracy Smothers interview, just on Bailey, another just a super genuine, nice person. I remember being a rose. <laughs> yeah, when when um, when I was doing, I mean, back before VOC Nation existed, and uh, we were one wrestling radio on on the WNJC Philadelphia. And Bill After used to be part of the show. My first ever wrestling convention was, um, oh, I forget what it was called, WrestleFest um, out in San Jose, uh, uh, Newark, California. It was out by San Jose. And I met Malcolm. And I met, I met, uh, I forget the, the, it was a Playboy Playmate. But, but uh, Davina Rose I met her and she was very nice. She came on the air with us and I wow. ended up seeing her at a bunch of conventions around the country. Um, you know, we were pretty active Brady for two years, um, 2010 to like 12 or 13. And then the world fell apart um, for, uh, for the original crew. But I uh, I'm still amazed when I see her on TV and she's one of the biggest stars ever. That nice little Davina Rose from Newark, yeah. California is now Bailey one of the biggest wrestling stars on the planet. Just amazing. And it's, uh, it's so cool to have known her way before she became famous. 
it is it, it is really cool um and, and a lot of times uh, you know because people will sometimes say oh you interview this person or like they don't really have a following who is this person i never heard of them and i always say like just just give them a chance you know because yeah. you never know I mean, we had adam cole call into in the room before uh, unsolicited just to just to talk about his stuff you know and it was like People don't realize it at the time, but uh, it's a very small wrestling community. It's a, it's a very small world, and uh, you never know who you're going to see pop up or, or really become a star, take off. Absolutely. Well, this is the first video cast that's going to go up. It's the first in a long time that's going to go up on the VOC Nation YouTube channel. So check that out. Search for that if you're listening to the podcast. We'll hopefully do some more of these. And I uh, want to invite you to sit back, relax. If you're driving, don't do that. Just uh, keep your eyes on the road. But we're going to take a short break. We're going to get to these commercials. We'll come back on the other side and you'll hear one of the final interviews of Tracy Smothers. And I uh, appreciate you guys uh, taking a, uh, the time to do this with me uh, for Papa Stro. For Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, I'm the voice of choice, Bruce Wirt. We'll see you on our shows, and uh, hopefully you support these sponsors. Because he's an absolute legend in wrestling. Uh, you guys, I, I, I almost feel like I'm just kind of sitting in the corner. I mean, you guys are all so close, but the one and only uh, Tracy Smothers joining us on the program. And I'm also going to bring on... Uh, the author of his uh, book, uh, John Cosper, as well. Uh, Tracy, I'm going to start out with you, obviously, brother. Uh, how's it going, first of all? How's the health? How are you feeling? And, by the way, it is great to uh, to talk to you once again, my friend. Oh, thanks. Uh, you there, Tracy? Doing better. Uh, I'll actually go up. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, we're good. Can you Sorry. hear me? Yes, yep. sir. Hello? Can you hear We're me? here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, doing doing better. Uh, completed uh, six rounds of uh, chemo. You know, so uh, that was just a battle. You know, and uh, I've been been done with that for a little bit. And uh, just trying to stay in this epidemic going pandemic, whatever you want to call it, going on. Uh, so my immunes are still kind of low. You know, so I got to watch it. And, uh, you know, things like that. I got to go in for a checkup Thursday, see what's going on, everything's okay. And, uh, you know, things like that. And just trying to stay on top of it, take my medicine right, and, you know, everything, and take it easy. I can't exercise just moderately and try to watch kind of what I eat. Nothing, no big meals, nothing, nothing crazy. You know, just kind of lay them low like everybody else is, and hoping things get back to normal. Oh, me too. Me too, brother. I, has it been tough for you? I mean, you're always such like a traditionally tough guy, you know, to uh, to not just be dealing with all this pandemic, but everything else you've got going on as well. Uh, how difficult has it been for you to kind of uh, kind of have to be passive and stay inside and just take care of yourself like that? Oh, hard. Very hard. Uh, I'm about when I got, you know, done with the chemo is when this pandemic, you know, broke out. So I had yeah. to really, really stay in and watch it and, of course, be covered up the mask and, you know, everything and, and watch it around people because I'm real uh, prone to, uh, you know, contagious, very contagious. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty scary. And, uh, you know, things like that. So uh, just sort of laying low right now, just being patient, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, 
this 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 going on. It's all over the world. It's it's changed the world. I mean, it's changed everybody's lives. So you just gotta adjust, you know. It, but it's it's hard, you know. Get stir crazy, restless, you know, and uh, you know, and things like that. So and uh, I mean, uh, it's, it's, you took for granted a lot of stuff, right? I mean, that you get that you yeah. do and. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. my gosh, just sitting down eating at a restaurant somewhere, you know, or something, or going to a ball game or so, anything, you know, uh, it's crazy. The new normal, I guess they call it. But things are, it looks like they're trying to open some stuff up, so. But, boy, I tell you, the economy just took a blow. God almighty, it's just crazy. It's horrible. Yeah. It, it's absolutely horrible. It's got to adjust. I, yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> yes, you, you, um... Now, you've made, over yeah. the years, and, and I definitely want to talk about your book very shortly, but over the years, like, you have made so many different memories, and, and you've been so memorable for fans. I mean, you've traveled the world, and you're, you're one of those, like, household names that I think everybody kind of knows that's, like, a true wrestling fan. Looking back, is there anything that jumps out at you as, like, your favorite moment as a wrestler? I get asked that a lot, and I can't really say nothing was a favorite because it was all been a lot of fun. Uh, I've got to travel a lot of the world, and would not have got to have done that with any other job. So, I, you know, uh, I might could have played the game a little bit better politically and stuff, you know, and and uh, and done a little better. It's it's uh you know it's like anything, it's just a lot of politics, but that's part of it, and uh, and uh. You know, and things, but uh, always stay busy. Uh, uh, you know, guys go to Mexico, two tours, went 23 tours to Japan for about six or seven companies, traveled most of the United States, most of Canada. Uh, let's see, uh, Singapore, Malaysia, uh, Guam, you know, Hawaii, some places like that. Uh, got to do all that. So that's a lot of fun just for a country boy, you know, from Tennessee. And, uh, yeah. you know, and, and, and there was uh, Tojo Yamamoto told me when I was young, he said, he said, just pay attention to everything around you. You're getting to see the world. It's a job like this. You'll never get to do that with anything else you do because, uh, you know, the travel itself, you know, and uh, it's always a lot of fun, you know, to go to another country somewhere you've never been. You know, and, um, you know, things like that. And uh, you've made all types in the wrestling business. So, uh what what the saddest thing is is uh, I have to say that is a lot of my friends are dead. This is so sad, and uh, that you ran around with and Kathy, she's on there. She can speak for that. A lot of people she knows too, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. you know that aren't with us anymore. And no. this breaks your heart. You see their kids and widows, and you know it's just terrible. No. Go ahead. Yeah. It- it's horrible. It, it, it really is. You're Hello? right. Uh, we're here. Yeah, yeah, Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you mentioned that, the did you guys see? Yeah, did you guys see that about Chad, Chad Gaspard? Yeah. 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 Did you see that about Chad Gaspard? Crazy. Oh, my God. I, I, that's terrible. I don't know how God much you read me. about the story, but, like, basically he wanted that, like, he obviously he had his 10-year-old son with him. And he had them save his son, but that was why he yeah. died because he was like saving his son. It's a real yeah. tear. I, I he went yeah. under. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, no. mm-hmm. Horrible. What a horrible. Oh, it's horrible. And his son 
he went under and they, they haven't seen him since. Came, they, you know, to all the rescue teams, everything, you know, and, and I guess it was put kind of bad weather got to be. They had to call up the search and then resume it. You know, uh, um, it's just awful. I've worked with him. I know him. I've been on shows with him. I just saw him not too long ago. I was on the show with I him. I was going to say, you know, yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and uh-huh. God bless him. That's just terrible. And then his I wife was on the beach. You know what I mean? Was on the beach. Oh. You know, and, mm-hmm. Yeah. I I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I I I think a lot of oh, fans don't beach. realize. Yeah, I, I I think a lot of fans don't realize. Like, okay, like they think Tracy Smothers. You know, you think eighties and nine. You think nineties wrestling. Uh, you know, you think WCW. You think WWE. You think Smoky Mountain and stuff like that. But like, you wouldn't necessarily think about like Tracy Smothers working with Chad Gaspard. You know, but that's one of these crazy things about these. This fraternity of wrestling, it's like everybody knows everybody, and everybody is so close. It's uh, you yeah. really the whole community yeah. feels uh, a couple like this a happens. couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. A couple of years ago in Owensboro, Kentucky, for WWA, the Waddell brothers, mm-hmm. uh, Guido and myself worked Chad and JTG. And then uh, with their their uh, local boys there, uh, Alexander, another kid I can't remember his name. They're tag champions. We did like a three way tag, you know, and did. And and uh, that's the only time I ever worked with them, and it went good. And those guys had a good gimmick and a good mind for the business. And Chad was just a beast, you know. And and, and uh, I don't know why they ever let him go, you know. And and uh, and stuff. And and good guys. Good guys, and they had a lot going. He was doing the acting and, and uh, stunt work, and uh, JTG had some other stuff going on. And, and the guys had good heads on their shoulders, and you know, and, and I saw them around three, four other times after that, you know. And uh, recently, uh, back uh, I don't know about I guess back in September, October, so last time I saw them, mm-hmm. I was on the show with them in East Tennessee, and they looked great, and were busy, and were doing good, you know. And, and everything, and uh, smart guys, pretty smart guys. They were doing good outside of the business, you know. But it's I, just um, terrible. I wish some way a miracle. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, good. I remember, but uh, they're not good. Yeah, go ahead, uh, Tracy. I remember this, just seeing what we were just seeing them in uh, WrestleCade uh, this past November too. Yeah. 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 yeah that's right. Yeah. That's crazy. Unbelievable. I man. saw him for that. I saw him at the uh, the uh, oh, uh, what's those guys? Uh, uh, Joey Janela's spring break party thing <laughs> up in yeah. the uh, mm-hmm. Northeast. Yeah. They had at WrestleMania week. Uh, WrestleMania right. before last. Saw him there. They were there. You know, and uh, you know, it's just wow. just crazy. But you, you know, that's. Well, I mean, my lord, what a bizarre way to go, huh? That's crazy. You know, I, you think I you see a big just, guy like him, yeah. six seven, like two eighty or something. I, you, know, you think yeah. nothing can it, stop it, him, you know? But, but I mean, a yeah. Rip right. Talk about right. nothing can stop him, though. Like I, I, I actually forgot about this, but they had the TMZ with the article talking about it on TMZ. Uh, they showed a video of him being interviewed when he had stopped, uh, basically. Uh, uh, the, the, the guy tried to hold up a convenience store at gunpoint, and he wrestled him down. He took away the gun and he yeah, held him until the police yeah, got there. Ago, I, yeah. I, I mean, it's uh, 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. What, what sure is it is. about wrestlers, man? Like they are like, you know, <laughs> you never want to be holding up a store if there's a wrestler in there. I got to say that, Tracy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was a big old raw bone boy. Uh, I think it, whenever in OVW, he would bounce at some clubs I heard at, uh, you know, in, in Louisville there. And uh, when nobody yeah. wanted to mess with him, nice guy, good guy, very intelligent. Very outspoken, wasn't the guy that's gonna play the game. You know what I mean? You know, and uh, and uh, and uh, God bless him. I just wish it was some kind of miracle that uh, he would show up. You know what I mean? You know. Yeah. And, uh, well, my my fingers really are still crossed. Doesn't look good at all. We're we're still praying, but two days ain't yeah. looking good at all. Um, you uh, mm-hmm. you were talking earlier about politics, Tracy, yeah. and I think a lot of people will maybe look at like your WWF run there, uh, Freddie Joe Floyd, and the kind of stuff that they were doing with you. And I, I think for a lot of fans, it really fell short of everything that they thought you could have done. Was politics the biggest problem there for you? Well, that I had a rip growing, and I had done it in Japan. Ooh. I had like four tours in a row before I got there, and I ripped it like the second night of the tour. I slipped on some water outside of the ring and like did the splits, and I'm not real flexible anyway. So I was working. I was in bad, bad, bad off, you know, and uh, couldn't train like I wanted to, couldn't move like I wanted to. And, yeah, a lot lot of politics. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Jim Cornette brought, brought us in. And uh, you know, and all that, and uh, and I guess him and uh, he had some heat with the office with some of them in there, and had might have had some heat with Sean, and you know, and you're kind of guilty by association, you know, and, and things, and uh, so you know, I mean, that's that's part of it. It happens, and then, uh, not the first time, and wasn't gonna be the last, but uh, you know, uh, I was there a year. I was there a year. Then I went okay. to ECW after that, you know. Well, t- you know, yeah. you, you mentioned Jim Cornette yeah, and just, ECW you know, kind of in the – yeah, uh, you mentioned Jim Cornette and ECW kind of in the same thing there. Uh, how would you compare Jim Cornette and Paul Heyman and being on their different shows? I, because I understand they'd be worlds different. Yeah, great. Two, I said this other night on my podcast, uh, two of the best minds in the business that I ever worked for and – you know, uh, boy, if you could get them working together, you really would have something. But <laughs> they didn't try to kill each other, you know. But uh, <laughs> right, right. But, uh, <laughs> Jimmy would think way ahead, where Paul was a lot on the fly right then, and Paul would write a, a card on on a napkin or something. You know what I mean? And just do some spur of the moment, where Jimmy would think planning way ahead and things. And they uh, a lot of differences, but in a lot of things they were alike on. And uh, you know, but, but uh, just real, real smart, intelligent guys, and and Jimmy's was kind of one of the last of the old territories, you know, and uh, you know that in the USWA, of course, and uh, and Paul kind of his ECW concept kind of changed the whole business, you know, and uh, yeah. took it to the extreme, I guess, and he, both of them made a lot of guys stars that went on and did well, and some still going hard and going strong, you know, so. Uh, to my, two of the smartest guys I've worked for, I put Michael Hayes in there too. You know. Wow. Uh, okay. I always thought Terry Taylor had a real good mind for the business. Dutch Mantel, you know what I mean? Yeah, Waller, Jerry Waller, yeah. of course. Yeah. You know, you got to say him. 
and uh, you know, yeah, Arn Anderson. You know what I mean? You know, you know those guys like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, uh, really, really with it. You um, between between a lot Hello? of the stuff that you were doing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm here. Uh, between a lot of the stuff you were doing in the South and ECW, yeah. uh, it was a very kind of hardcore, dangerous environment. Was there ever a point where you were, like, legitimately terrified to be in the ring? No, no, no. And and everybody thinks the ECW is all blood and guts and hardcore. No, they had a lot of great workers come out of there. You know, so mm-hmm, you know, and, and did, and our spot was not uh, in that spot anyway. We were in the middle of the right. card, tag, singles, six mans, whatever, tag, you know, regular tag matches, and, uh, uh, you know, we kept so-so for a while, and I was there two and a half years, and then I liked working out in the ring. I kind of worked out with the guys in the rings, the trainers and what, uh, before the matches, and, you know, and guys that were coming up, and young guys that were there. So, uh, you know, I always like that part, you know, just trying to hand it down and, and uh, you know, try to teach guys, you know, and, and fortunate to be around a lot of guys in a lot of different places uh, that you knew had it and make it, you know, and uh, yeah. several of them did, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, I was never scared, you know. The only what reason, the if you always say you're scared, is that after you can't measure up, you know what I mean? You can't, uh, yeah. can't uh, be out, don't be out quiet right in the ring. You I know what I mean? You know, like yeah. I know what you mean. I, I think well, scared so, probably isn't the right yeah. word there. What about what about when you wrestled the bear? What were your thoughts about the, the bear? I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of prayer. <laughs> a lot of prayer. <laughs> Believe me, a lot of prayer. <laughs> It's in my book. I, I wrestled three different bears, but I got the stories are all in my book. And uh, oh, believe me, you, you learn the word of faith. And uh, you know, when you're going there with a bear, the first one was Ginger, 750-pound black bear in 1983 when it first started. Uh, the second one was a. Uh, this was in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, the second one was in '86, a seven-foot. Um, Grizzly bear in uh, Alexander, Louisiana, in a bar uh, there, and killed me, ripped my clothes off, everything. And then uh, the third one was the one you see on YouTube. Uh, was in Birmingham, Alabama, but I did it three nights in a row. I wrestled a tag match, wrestled the bear, and then I lasted the three three-minute rounds of the bear. And I, I worked uh, Dutch Mantel for the Continental Heavyweight Belt. Okay. Wendell Cooley was supposed to have done it with a Dutch, but he hurt his he hurt his knee, and he couldn't make it. And they knew I had done it a couple times, so I worked a deal out with Robert, and I worked a tag match. Steve and I. Matter of fact, before I go out and bear that first night, and what you saw on the YouTube was the third of was the first of three nights, and I would do a tag match, Steve and I, with the Robert Ford, Jimmy Golden, the Stud Stable. On early, and then right before intermission, we'd uh, I'd, I'd do the bear. I'd go out there with the bear, three three-minute rounds, and then in the main event, work Dutch for the belt. Well, uh, I'm, I didn't know wow. what this bear was going to do. It was a 10-month-old Siberian <laughs> grizzly bear, 550 pounds. Uh, was, was was still a baby. It got into 100 pounds in a month. And I'm sitting there, I'm like praying, I'm stretching, and I get tapped on the shoulder. 
uh, lady's got the cameras and she's with the 10 o'clock news that it's going to be on the news uh, later that night. And, uh, uh, yeah. you know, and then the Humane Society lady's right there with her and she started just going off on me. Saying, how can you do that to the bear? It's, it's you know, cruel. The bear hasn't got any. All it has is back teeth. Cut its claws and this, this. And I look. I, said, I didn't do that. I didn't do that to him. I said, look. I said, I've got to. I said in wrestling terms. I said, I got to wrestle twice. I got to work twice and then shoot with a bear. And I said, I got to do this three nights in a row. I, said, I don't know why you're worried about the bear. What you worried about me? You know? right. And they didn't put that on too. But but what you saw on there was. Uh, Joe Pettacino, uh was his show he had in Atlanta, and that's when yeah. Gordon Soley was one calling the match, which was always an honor of Gordon Soley. You know, doing that's amazing. Involved in, but uh, that's and then somebody put it on put it on YouTube. Of course, back then there was no social media. This was nice. Last yeah. time, first time I did it was in '82, '83, right before I started. Mm-hmm. Second time was in '86, and the third time was in '89. Uh, and then uh, the Humane Society and the World Wildlife Fund, they uh, outlawed it, you know, so, you know, there's no more of that. But I was in gall, oh, man. I had to work twice <laughs> for a shoot with a bear three knots in a row, and I, I was beat to death. I, I didn't make it. I had to make it from my bed to the shower, yeah. to, the world, to my jacuzzi, to the floor, you know what I mean, you know, for about three days yeah. after that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, Tracy, let's, Tracy let's let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about this book uh, because I, I'm very excited about it, and I I think everybody should check it out. It's called uh, "If You Don't Buy This Book, Everybody Dies." It's Tracy Smothers with uh, John Cosper, and we're going to bring John on as well. Uh, John, what was this experience like, kind of working with the Wild-eyed Southern Boy, putting this book together? I, it, it looks like an amazing read. You know, I, I, I gotta say, it was, it was a it was a good and a bad experience. It, it was great. I mean, I, I love working <laughs> with guys like Tracy, and, and I've gotten to work with Dr. D. David Childs and Madman Pondo, and some other phenomenal storytellers. But uh, you know, there was good and bad with this one because we we really didn't start doing our week to week, you know, weekly interviews and and going through stories until he was actually right about the time he had started with chemo and everything. So um, oh we were, we were hooking up, you know, two, three times a week by phone and sometimes he'd be in the hospital and he'd be hooked up. And, you know, th- those were actually some of the better nights because, you know, they had, they had these other drugs in them to, to keep them pepped up, you know, to, to keep from, from feeling too bad from the side effects <laughs> from the chemo. And then there'd be other nights when, when he'd be home and he'd be recovering and, you know, his, his immunes were just dead as, as soon as he got home. And, and there were some real rough nights, but, um, I mean, it was a great experience, and I mean, you know, there's there's stories on here, you know, a lot of stories that people have heard before, like the bear stories and things like that, things he's told in shooting interviews and podcasts. But yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of things we got into, and some some tales that he told that that haven't been, you know, recorded or put in print and everything uh, about some of the places like Mexico and Singapore and Thailand and, and Japan and, and some of the other places that he's traveled. So. Yeah, uh, it was. I mean, just just a real pleasure to to, to work with him every night to, to listen to these stories. And um, I got to tell you, you know, I mean, Tracy's a survivor. He is he is one one tough guy. You know, not just because he's been in the ring with three bears, but I mean, you know, we <laughs> he, he's you know he was battling cancer the whole time we were working on this book. Yeah, uh, he's he's come out and he survived it. And you know, just just when he's ready to to get back out there and go on the road, the stupid coronavirus comes along and forces him to stay. I know. You know Batting down the hatches just because he has no yeah. as well. So, 
But, uh, you know, like I said, it was a great experience. And, you know, Tracy's, I mean, he's, he's an incredible you know, storyteller and, and just, just he's a good friend. And um, he is literally a father to so many men and women out there in the independent wrestling world. So many, you know, guys and ladies that call him pops and look to him for advice and leadership. And he's, you know, he, the impact he's had on the current independent yeah, cannot be yeah. understated. Yeah. Tracy truly is a survivor. Tracy, I got to know, what was harder, uh, wrestling a bear with no back teeth or writing a book with John Cosper? Which one was more difficult? <laughs> the bear. Believe me. <laughs> the bear. Okay. Last me while I don't know what it could be. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I have yeah. people come up to me and they go, well, you don't look like you did when you wrestled the bear. And that was 1989. That was like 31 years ago. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's been a while, yeah. while you know. <laughs> you know, hey, but, but, I'm two hours just away glad to be here, but no uh, Tim Dennis on his chest. <laughs> What's that, John? Yeah. I say, well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm two Tim, hours Tim away Dennison, by phone, and there's no Tim, danger Tim of me Dennison. stepping on his chest. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. I got you. <laughs> Tim Dennison is the one that uh, introduced me to John, and can you hear okay. me? Yes, Tim, yeah. Tim, Tim Dennison is the one who introduced me to John and, and got the ball rolling with this because it was just he traveled with me and managed me some. He's a lawyer, he's a good friend of mine, and I, I knew of John, and but I didn't know him. And I knew of you know the book he wrote with David David Schultz, you know, and everything. And then we met, and it took a little while. We got the ball rolling, but he gave me great advice on to do it and to go year to year. With your life, your career, you know what I mean, and uh, and then meditate, think on it a day, and try, you know, whenever you could get to do it when I was able to. You That's know, great. And, uh, yeah. A lot of times I was chemoed up; they had it on me, and all this other medicine in me, shots, and it was really hard sometimes. And sometimes I just couldn't do it. Uh, but uh, where did where, sometimes I was just whacked. I'd, 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 some of the stuff, and I come back, and I go, wait a minute, we might need to take some of that out. <laughs> you, know? you were dealing you with a lot, it, though. But, I mean, uh, yeah, it was you, a lot of fun to you, do, and it kept me going. Yeah, you 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 were you were dealing twice. with a lot at the time. Wow, I I can't even imagine. It's yeah, a, so oh, how did yeah, you come oh, up with yes, the, yeah. how did you come up with the name of the book? <laughs> If you don't buy this book, then everybody dies. What's that all? John about? and Tim, John and John, John and Tim, John and Tim, kind of put mm-hmm. their heads together and come up with that. You know, with the bears thing on the front of it, and yeah. you know, and uh, <laughs> I'll just try well, to screw it's it up. One of his, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's one of his signature but, uh, signature yeah. go to bits, and in, uh, in the indie right, as well, right. when he's working heel, he comes yeah. out. If anybody, anybody starts chanting "Tracy sucks," everybody dies. Yeah, of course, you know, it just lights fire in everybody. So, um, yeah. it's just kind of one of the indelible yeah. images, of, right. of, you know, you know of, of him working heel and, and, and getting heat out of a crowd. You, you can get the book, you can get the book at eight. Yeah. You can get the book at eight sweep com. That is John's website. That's the best place to get it. Get a signed copy there. Or you can go to Amazon, but you're best to go to eatsweepwrestle.com because Amazon, unless it's essential, you know what I mean, that's they're, they're kind of on the back burner. So it takes longer to get it from them. I got you. Sorry. It takes about three or four days for them to, to, to print a copy I, I got out you. the door, but I've got them sitting on the shelf. Yeah. No, but that that's fantastic. So everybody go to eatsleepwrestle.com and, and check it out. Uh, you're searching for Tracy Smothers' book with John Cosper. If you don't buy this book, everybody dies. Tracy, looking back on it all, 
And uh, believe me, there are many, many times when I'm sure the fans just wanted to rip your throat out. Uh, is there anything you would have changed? Uh, no. No, not really. I had a blast. I still have a blast. Uh, I was in, in and out of the hospital. I'd have to go do chemo. I was in there like 11 times, right? Isn't that about right, John? Oh my God. I was hospitalized like 11 uh, times. Yeah, Six 11. times for the chemo, and the other times was for was for uh, 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 side effects off of the chemo. Just the chemo getting sick really effects, yeah. And yeah. a lot of times I'd come right out of the hospital and, and head to a sh- and go to a show. I didn't work, wrestle, but uh, you know, do appearances and you know, sign autographs and sell gimmicks and stuff. And uh, that was really was rough, but that's what kept me going. That and working on the book, you know what I mean? You know, because it's rough being in the hospital. I mean, it kicks your butt, man. It's just rough. Oh, I mean, sure. It takes sure. a lot out mm-hmm. of you. You don't sleep good. They're always, you know, giving you the vitals every few hours and. You know, and, and, and uh, you can't get back to sleep, and you got all that. I was hooked up because of uh, I've got a uh, slight blockage in my heart, uh, and I've lost forty percent of it. They said I had a heart attack. And I didn't even know it. You know, and uh, mm. um, you know I didn't know it, and uh, and and so I lost forty percent of it. And so, being that case, I couldn't come in and do outpatient with the chemo. I had to be admitted because I had to monitor my heart. And, uh, you know, things like that. I had to do it slow, so I had it on me 24-7 for five or six days every three weeks. Oh and then about a week or two, I'd be out. Sometimes had you know, broke broke down and, and uh, you know, had to be hospitalized between those, that three weeks, uh, five times, you know. Uh, you know it's just really rough. The chemo is the hardest part because it kills all the good cells and the bad cells. It kills yeah. Everything. Kills everything. Oh, it's rid God. of, a, of a cancer, but I get, it's everything else. God bless no, you, brother. God bless. I, they, yeah. You've uh, you've been through so much. And I, and I, 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 I can chemo. tell you as a fan. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry about that. Yeah, I, go ahead. I was just going to say that as a fan. Uh, Tracy, what I was going to um, say was uh, I was done with the ahead. chemo. Uh, well, I think the last time I, I went, and I was about a, a little over a month out of out of chemo, and uh, I got fluid on my lungs, and they had to bring drain 2.2 pounds of fluid off of me, and that was rough. Oh my God! You know, yeah. and, uh, um, so it just it's just yeah. it damaged my heart and the whole body. You know? <laughs> but I'm trying to recover. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Tracy, that as a fan, and I know so, a lot of fans feel this way. We've uh, we've been praying for you, and and you know we absolutely are. Uh, we're not in the Thank hospital you. room with you, but we, but we are definitely absolutely. pulling for you. There's there's a whole community out there, uh, and I believe in like the power of collective prayer and stuff like that. So uh, I really, you know, we we're just all just yeah. hoping and praying yeah, for the too. best, Tracy, as far as that goes, um, because uh, you 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 have always been uh, such a nice guy and so great to deal with and. and um, it, it just, it, it, it's just a terrible thing. Cancer is a terrible thing, man. Uh, but I'm so glad to hear that you're, that you're oh. up and you're kicking and, uh, yeah. you, you sound, you sound like you're a fighter, exactly like John Cosper said, you're a fighter. You really are. Um, before, before I, I know, what a fighter you are, Tracy, yeah, I know seriously. exactly, <laughs> I know. you are a fighter, brother. You keep on keeping on, man. 
Thank you. Yeah, that was uh, and that was that was Stro Maestro, by the way. So Stro, Kathy, and myself. Uh, before we let you go, Tracy, yeah. and John, uh, Robbie, how thank is you your so dad? Much for the time. Uh, my my dad gives his best. He's recovering from pneumonia yeah. right now, so he he sends his love, man. Okay, That's yes, great. give him my best. Yes, yes, he's fighting in it. God bless him. Is Kathy uh, on here? Word, brother. Thank you. Yeah, Kathy's here. Is Kathy great. Fitzpatrick on here? Yes, I am, Tracy. They, they all hey, get Kathy, quiet when you? I talk for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm hanging on right. here, buddy. How are you doing? I ain't known Kathy very long, about 30 years. Wow. Uh, just hanging in. I said, I said I hadn't known Kathy very long, about 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I said when I called you. I said, I, I yeah. feel like I'm right the weirdo on. sitting in the corner. Like, you guys all know each other, and I'm just, like, here, you know? <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's a great thing. It really yeah. is great. Tracy. Just thankful um, to be alive, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. We're so Amen, glad, man. We're so glad. Uh, I, I was going to ask a favor, um, and then we'll have you on your way. But I, I appreciate the time so much tonight, both of you. Um, Tracy, would we be able to get you to record what we call a bumper to play on the beginning of the show? Would that be okay? Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, so the name of the show is What's In your the show Room. Called? If you, so the name of the show is In the Room. And I think there's a delay yeah. here, so I apologize about that. Um, so if you could just say who you are, tell people that they're listening to In the Room, and we'll have you guys on your way. If you don't listen, everybody does. Yeah. I'll say I'll say this is In Your Room Wrestling. If you don't listen to this, this show, everybody dies. Is that okay? <laughs> that would be great. Thank you, Tracy. Will that work? <laughs> yeah. Whenever you're ready, Perfect. sir. Okay. Just let me know when you want me to. All right, whenever you're, you're I'm ready. Whenever. Yes. Whenever I'm ready. Okay. Yes. Hey, this is Tracy Smothers, a wild eyed Southern boy with In Your Room Wrestling. If you don't listen to this podcast, everybody dies. <laughs> I love it, brother. Please stay safe. Uh, I'm going to, John and Tracy, I'm going to include okay? a link to uh, to eatsleepwrestle.com eat as well as the name of the book so people can find it from the show description yes, as well. Thank you. But thank, thank you, you so much for the time, guys. Thank really, you. it means the world to us. Yeah. And Tracy, please continue All to right. get Thanks better. For really, us. I want to see you thank in the ring us. again soon. Thanks, Tracy. Right. Love you, Much love. Love Thank you, guys. I'm trying. I'm trying. Thank you. And thank, well, thank you all. Love you all. God bless you. Good talk love to you. God bless you too, man. You bless too. You too and thank and thank you as well to John. Thank you, John, for the for the time tonight. Thank you guys for having us. It was great. All right. Thank Take care. Best of luck with everything, guys. Uh, much love to Tracy and uh, Tracy Smothers. Uh, everybody, please continue to keep him in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, what we're going to do right now, because we're, we're uh, late for a commercial, so we're going to take that, and we'll come back, and uh, we'll hop under the callers here, and God knows there's a bunch of them. Uh, wow. Tracy Smothers, man. That guy is... That guy's class. I I am such a fan. I really am. And if you weren't a fan before, I think you certainly would be now. So, um, yeah, everybody go to eatsleepwrestle.com. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And me and Ray are there, too. Right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. 
Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation.